Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Senior Editor of Wildcat Authority, Jason Shear, and this is actually our first basketball podcast. Uh, there's an exhibition game against Chico State on Friday. We're, it's not going to be as long as our usual basketball podcast because the reality of the situation is we don't need to analyze the opponent uh, in this one. We'll start doing that once the games count and once Arizona is not expected to win by you know 30 points or whatever it is. Uh, Chico State finished 9-14 and 14 last season. They'll be a little better this season, but obviously still not a team that should be able uh, to compete with Arizona. So instead, um, what I figured is before the season starts, uh, I kind of go through some players and uh, and take a look at what I expect um, from them uh, and a few other things. So really, I think a lot of the excitement surrounding the exhibition game uh, is the fact that there's so many new faces and highly rated, uh, highly high expectations for these guys. Uh, Nico Mannion, Josh Green, Zeke Enjai, uh, those are guys that, uh, high expectations. I mean, they came in, Arizona, one of the highest uh, rated classes in the country, and uh, those three guys were a big part of it. And then you have Christian Coloco, who's another guy who's been playing great in practice and uh, and has surprised some people. Uh, and then you have some returners, obviously, as well. Um, with Nico Mannion, I think it's going to be I know that our first taste of Decomania, our first look at Decomania was the red and blue game, uh, but as I said in the past, there is no part of me that takes anything away from watching the red and blue game. Uh, Siddiqui Johnson taught me better. Other guys that have played well in the red and blue game, uh, it just it teaches you absolutely nothing. Um, I think that Arizona probably found out more about Nico Mannion in the scrimmage against St. Mary's in the three or four inter-squad scrimmages um, that they've had since then. Uh, And basically, Nico Mannion, it's been kind of up and down for for him in practice, mostly up. Um, He battled strep throat a a little bit uh, around the red and blue game. Um, didn't really advertise it, but that's why he may have not have looked uh, like his normal fast, explosive self. Uh, with that being said, I think the biggest transition for Nico, um, like any freshman under Sean Miller, is defense. You know, he went against St. Mary's uh, guard Jordan Ford, who's just awesome. If you haven't seen him play, uh, you should have seen him play against Arizona. But if you haven't, um, you should go out and see him play because he's one of the, the toughest dudes in college basketball and a very good scoring guard. Um, so he blew up Arizona for, for 26 points and, and really basically... Yeah, it, it wasn't a good look <laughs> for Nico Mannion and Josh Green. They both kind of took turns a little bit, but um, it's an exhibition, and I think it was one of those moments, from what I understand, where um, Nico Mannion kind of says, crap, like, I'm in college now. This isn't <laughs> this isn't high school ball, AU, etc. And that's obviously not to say that Nico Mannion isn't good. Of course he's good. He's really good. Um, but there's a difference between guarding certain guys and guarding a, you know, a, a, a veteran of college basketball, a uh, – a really good player in college basketball. So um, he's going to learn that, and he's going to have games where he has no difficulty at all guarding guys. Um, you know, But he's also going to have games where a guy like Peyton Pritchard, for instance, in the Pac-12 may be a little more difficult as opposed to what he'll see on Friday and, and next week and so on. Um, but obviously he, he's going to have to adapt pretty quick to the defensive side of things because uh, he's going to be facing some good guards early in the season with the Illinois matchup. Uh, etc. 
it, it's not the point where like you look at Nika Manning and you say, oh man, he's just he can't defend. I mean, he's he's just not going to be a good defender. It, it's more of he's learning. And Sean Miller has said it in his press conference where Nico's a kid that that's learning. Like he's good right now. There's no doubt about it. Um, but he still has to uh, learn a lot about what Sean Miller expects on defense, the defensive system, um, etc. So. I would obviously expect him, I would guarantee you, that he starts at the point guard position. Um, I know that people have been worried that we haven't heard his name uh, as much. I, I don't think it's a worry right now, necessarily. I mean, shoot, the season hasn't even started yet. Um, but has he been the best player in practice? No. Um, is it a huge concern? No. So um, that's kind of where that, that stands. So we'll kind of walk our way through the starting lineup at shooting guard. I'm, I'm really curious uh, to see who Sean Miller starts in the exhibition. And again, it's just an exhibition. We have no idea who he's going to start um, for the opener and all that. But I, I do think it is a legitimate competition between Devonair Dutrave and Max Hazard to start at the two guard position. Um, as I've said in the in the past, you know, I, I thought Max Hazard was was almost a lock for it when Arizona first got him because, um, you know, you're a grad transfer, you generally start. Um, but I, I think that Devonair Dutriff has been so impressive in practice that you have to consider um, giving him the the starting opportunity. Uh, here's a guy with Devonair that. Uh, he's just improved a ton. I mean, two gold jerseys, uh, best player in practice. They take a bunch of things. They they weighed it. Um, some things are more important, like rebounding may be more important than other things, steals, tips in practice, things like that. I mean, they really chart everything. Um, but he's a guy where he's been the best practice player uh, two weeks in a row. Uh, Josh Green was it. He gave it up to Zeke. Sorry, so Devonair had it for two weeks, gave it up to Zeke for a week, who then gave it up to Josh Green this past week. But... Um, Devonair's a guy where he's saying all the right things, and, and he's a solid rebounder. They like his offensive rebounding, but here's a guy that he he had a wake-up call. I mean, he did not have the best attitude last season. He'd probably be the first one to tell you that. Uh, he pouted a little too much when he came out of the game. He took the his jersey out of his shorts, and he didn't really talk back, but he wasn't as involved as he should have been. He kind of let things get to him a little bit, and had a good talk with Sean Miller, decided to come back uh, to Arizona. And, and you know, the season hasn't started yet, but uh, it looks like it's going to pay off. Uh, he's been really good in practice, very good score, getting better defensively. Um, he's eating right. He didn't eat right at all last year, and he's only gained like five pounds from last season. Um, but it, it makes a difference in terms of strength. At the very least, he's gotten stronger. Um, so here's a kid where uh, you, you wondered almost like what his role would be on this year's team. Brandon Williams is out for the year. He goes, gets a wake-up call. Now you're not wondering where his role is. You're wondering how many minutes he will play um, and how much Arizona can take him off the court type of deal. Um, so he deserves a, a lot of credit for his progress. He's a guy that I think a lot of people are excited to see. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to see if that impact starts right away or if he kind of kind of glides into it a little bit because he, he is a better player uh, from last season based on pretty much everybody that's seen him so far in the offseason. Uh, so I expect him to be to be a significantly better player. If not, I think it'll be a disappointment. I think Arizona is considering him uh, as one of the better players on the team because of what they've seen in practice, um, which brings us kind of to, to Max Hazard. I, I think with Max, um, you kind of know what you're going to get. He is a, uh, I think most people expected him to be the backup point guard. He's not. It'll be Devin Air. If Jamal Baker becomes eligible, it'll 
probably be a contest between Devonair and Jamal. I don't, I don't think Max will ever be a, a backup point guard unless Arizona's in a, in a bad situation. He's not a ball handler. I think uh, that's kind of a misconception about him because of his size. People assume that he can handle the ball. He's not awful at it. Uh, but you don't want him in that role. That's just not where he is. His best role is a 3 and D type of guy. He's a solid defender. He's a good shooter. Uh, the hope is that he, he stretches the posing defenses. He's going to have games where he gets hot. But his biggest role on the team may be as a leader. Uh, he is a tough kid. Um, Irvine, he, he was one of the leaders there, and he, he may not be the loudest or most outspoken guy, but he likes to lead by example, and he's not afraid of anybody. And, and I think that's something where even on some of Arizona's more talented teams, they were intimidated, which you watch some of the talent that Arizona's had, and you watch their head coach, uh, and it was weird. It was weird to see Arizona kind of crumble in certain situations, and I think with Max Hazard, um, those situations will be uh, easier to get through. I think that he's uh, the type of player that Arizona needs in that regard. Um, he's going to be one of the better shooters on the team, and, and ideally he's one of the better defenders. So he may still start over Devin Ayer. Um He may not, but either way, I, I think that there's a nice role um, for Max Hazard. Uh, moving on to shooting guard, I, I think that's a lock for Josh Green for a variety of reasons. Number one, like I said, uh, this last week, the the week of full practice before the game, he won the gold jersey for the best player in practice. Um, he's another guy where he, uh, excuse me, he, he took a a uh, kind of a wake up call by guarding Ford. He didn't guard Ford the whole scrimmage against St. Mary's, but um, he guarded him. And, and I think it said that you know I, I'm one of the most vocal guys about it. I, I think Josh Green's defensive potential is. Awesome. I think that the comparisons to Nick Johnson are fair, but I think that he has much more potential than Nick ever had. Um, he's bigger. He's longer. He's more athletic. He's a better offensive player. Um, he, he's just, to me, he's got a lot more potential and a better body type than Nick had. Remember, Nick didn't have the best body type. It really held him back. Um, he was a good athlete, but for, laterally, he wasn't the best athlete. Um, I think Josh Green's length kind of helps him in that regard. And I think overall, Josh has the, the better ability uh, as a defender. Um, offense, it, it'll come to him. You know, he, he's not going to be a knockdown three-point shooter. He's going to be a guy that kind of gets in his lane. And, and I think that if he attacks the glass and uses his athleticism on the glass to really rebound and, and defend, he's going to get a, a good amount of points off the glass and, and off of turnovers by opposing teams. Uh, I think he has potential to score a good amount of points off that. I think with his athleticism and size, he should be able to rebound. Um, I, I'm a big fan of his. He's fully healthy. He's a kid that, that I, I have high expectations. It wouldn't surprise me if at the end of the year he's the, the best of the three freshmen. Um, but he's a guy where he, he's a lock to start, and, uh, and Arizona likes him quite a bit. Another great kid as well. I, th I think that's important. Um, you know, we've heard in the past, especially even this early in the season, um, where kids haven't had the best attitude, kind of concerned with minutes, etc. cetera. Uh, Josh Green is not one of those guys. Power forward, um, I, I got to think that Zeke starts. Uh, he was, from what I understand, including Jordan Ford, I've been told by multiple people from both sides that he was the best player on the court that game. Uh, got to the free throw line at will, dominated the glass, scored in a variety of ways. And, and it's interesting to me, again, this goes back to the red and blue thing where people watched him and they're like, oh, whatever, he's not great. Um, I'm telling you right now that this kid <laughs> is really good. Uh, Zeke is a very good basketball player. Um, he had the gold jersey the week before. Again, he's the one that took it from Devonair after two weeks. Uh, but he is, uh, 
very unique because he is big. I don't think people he, – he's kind of the player where you don't realize how big he is until you stand next to him. He is built um, – very well. He's put on a, a very nice amount of weight since getting to Arizona. The weight program has been very beneficial for him. He is going to be a nightmare uh, for teams, especially smaller teams, um, to guard because with the smaller teams, he can run the court. Now, Zeke, Zeke is, a, is a fluid athlete. He can run up and down. He'll be able to defend uh, the four and the five. I know that some people on the message board have wondered if he can defend the three. Uh, I, I don't see that happening. No, and it's not offense to him. It's just he is a big dude. So defending the three, um, unless they're playing USC, who plays three bigs, and I, I guess calls one of them a, a small forward, uh, you won't see him guard the three at all but um, he can score in a variety of ways I mean you, you don't want him to shoot threes because he's better inside the paint and around the basket he can do it uh, they've been working on it with him he's been working a, a lot on his three-point shot and shooting from distance and it'll get there it, it will be a part of his game if necessary uh, but I think that he's better off in the paint closer to the basket um, etc and, and I know that People after the red and blue game assumed because of the performance of Stone Gettings that he was a lock um, to, to start at the four. And, and I think that's one of those cases where you don't necessarily always play how you practice. And, and I'm not saying Stone hasn't been good in practice, but um, you know you go out, you have a hot performance, and people go, oh my gosh, he's the best shooter on the team. And, and Stone is a good shooter. I'm not knocking Stone at all. It's more of me saying, look, Zeke is really good. He's the guy that should be starting at the four. He's the guy that Arizona's always, always expected to start at the four because of his size, his versatility, and his rebounding. He is a very good rebounder. And like I mentioned against St. Mary's, he went to the line at will. Uh, 16, 17, 18 times. I don't, I don't remember, but it, it was up there. And so he's a guy where... He's going to get opposing bigs in foul trouble. He's going to maybe probably be your best rebounder. Um, he may be your best big man, uh, should be at least. You're not going to take him off the court very much. He's got to start from day one, freshman, senior, doesn't matter. So so to me, he's a lock to start at the four. I'd be very surprised uh, if he does it. Last one, Chase Cheater uh, at the five. Uh, he's healthy now. I believe he had a, a stupid injury. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, he had a stupid injury that caused him to miss the red and blue game. Um, you know, maybe if it was a regular game, he could have played, but went out there and it's a basketball injury, but it's a dumb one. Uh, <laughs> but um, he uh, he's going to start at the five, obviously, and, and he's one of these guys where I'm really curious to see if he's made a jump from last season. Uh, I know that there have been some questions about his toughness. Um, I'm being the one of the guys to question it. Uh, I think he's a really good kid. I just, you know, some people play while they're in, and Khalil Tate on the football team is, is similar. Some people will play through injury, um, and some people will play through being sore, and some guys just won't. Like, they can't play sore. There's a difference between soreness and injured, and for some guys, there's not. Like, if you're sore, you're injured. If you can't give it 100%, you're not playing at all. Some guys are different. Some guys will play at 80%, 75%, because they're they're just not going to be taken off the court. I don't know if Chase is one of those guys, just like I don't know if Khalil's one of those guys, but um, it, it's not like Chase isn't valuable. I, I think Chase kind of got a, a bad rap at times, um, because of those injuries, but he's still a guy where he's a solid defender, uh, good around the basket, solid rebounder, 
he's not going to go out and get you 25 and 12. That's just not the type of player he is. But um, Arizona should be a much better rebounding and interior defensive team than they were last year with Zeke and Chase. I think they complement each other well. And also, you know, there's other, obviously, um, things that they can do. They can move Zeke to the five if they need to, Ira at the four, etc. cetera. Uh, but Chase is a guy where he's. it feels like he's been in college for a while now. He has been in college for a while, uh, but he's really only played college basketball. This is like his third year. So, um, you know, there, there should have been growth from last season. Uh, I'm curious to see what that growth is. Uh, I, I think he needs to be a tough rebounding type of center that gets his buckets off the glass, and uh, Arizona can post him up a little bit as well because he's not awful, but you don't want to see him taking those jumpers. Sometimes he, he took some bad jumpers last season, but um, he's a guy where, where Arizona should be able to rely on in the paint. Um, so, so again, that, that's probably my starting lineup. Nico, Devonair, Max, Josh, Zeke, and Chase. And, and then the, the bench rotation is going to be really interesting. Obviously, the, the whoever doesn't start between Max and Devonair uh, will be the first one off the bench. Stone Gettings and Ira Lee is going to be a, a real competition to me. They add very different things. Um, I, they could play together. Stone is obviously a better shooter. Ira is obviously a, a, a better rebounder. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how those minutes are handled. And all of a sudden, you know, the way we're talking, that's eight deep right there. And, and we haven't mentioned Dylan Smith, who um, he's going to get an opportunity if if Jamal Baker is eligible. Jamal Baker's going to challenge to start. He, there's times where, um, you know, he, he's hurt right now. Uh, not a major injury. I believe it's a slight hip injury, nothing, nothing big. They're kind of just holding him out. But if he becomes eligible, things get real interesting. Um, I don't see Dylan Smith playing pretty much at all if Baker gets, uh, if Baker gets uh, healthy. I just can't see him uh, playing at all. Basically, I mean, who are you taking off the the court? Um, you know, and then if Baker starts, you move Devin Ayer Max to the bench. If not, you have. Baker coming off the bench is probably the top guard. I mean, it, it, it's all of a sudden you're you're nine deep, and then you have Christian Coloco who who's been great in practice and is another big man, and uh, now you're ten deep. So Sean Miller, um, you know, yes, he narrows the rotation. I, I think that's happened in the past for him pretty much, where it's become clear. Uh, I think that will be more difficult this season because I think that those guys. Um, in the past, there's always been kind of guys that kind of crap the bed, uh, and you knew that they weren't gonna gonna start uh, or, or play and get in the rotation. Uh, I, I just I don't know who that's going to be this season. Like I feel that uh, each guy is talented in their own way. Um, I, I I know I'm hard on Dylan Smith, but at the end of the day, Sean Miller likes his defense. He's a good, really good kid, loyal to Arizona. You know, if he goes out there and defends and takes smart shots, uh, you know, Arizona could do worse. You know, do, do I think that he's a guy that be, should be playing 10, 15 minutes? Absolutely not. But if he spells guys and he plays five to eight minutes, I think Arizona would be fine in that regard. If they're in a situation where Dylan Smith is playing over Jamal Baker and Max Hazard or whatever, obviously something terrible happened and, and went wrong, um, and, and we're all wrong on that. But that's kind of where the, the, the rotation is right now. Um, you know, it's exhibition games. I, I don't look for a lot. I mean, yeah, you want Arizona win. That's obviously number one. Number two, I think you look at the rotation, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if Sean Miller messes around with the rotation, not just in the exhibitions, but in the early season games that count also. Uh, I, I think that they have to figure out 
um, the overall rotations, and that's something that you kind of tinker with. So uh, I look for the defense and, and really just how comfortable these guys are, especially with the freshmen, Nico and Josh and Zeke and, and Christian. You, you just want to see how comfortable they are against a, a real opponent not playing um, in you know, Chico State, even though they're going to be heavy underdogs, they're still a real opponent as opposed to the inter-squad uh, scrimmages. So that's where we're at. Um, we'll have another basketball podcast uh, before the season opener, and we'll have numerous basketball podcasts every week. I will try to do previews and recaps of every single basketball game that there is. So if this is your first podcast, um, listening to it because you're more on the basketball side, uh, I appreciate it. This is pretty much what you can expect. A um, couple things before I close out. Number one, um, if you're not subscribed to Wildcat Authority, please do so. Uh, we at 24-7 Sports announced a, a huge deal. You get the CBS All Access now if you sign up for 24-7. And even if you're a current member, uh, we post it on our message board and we have a story on our front page. You get that whether you're monthly or annual. Uh, and it's a big deal. It's a $100 value. You get CBS streaming with no commercials. And as long as you are a subscriber to 24-7, um, that's what you get. Like, it's not a, oh, it's going to run out in a year or whatever. Um, you know, we're not raising the, the price of subscriptions uh, for a while. You know, it is a flat-out no. We're not raising the price of subscriptions. We are giving this um, to our loyal fan base. We are giving this uh, in order to help you sign up for Wildcat Authority. Um, and so just check that out. It, it's a really cool addition. Um, I know if you're a Star Trek fan, you'll you'll love it. <laughs> so um, sorry, just had to pimp that out a little bit because <laughs> I'm a, I'm excited about it. But um, thank you for joining me. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Really curious about this exhibition. I'm Jason Shear with Wildcat Authority, and this is the Wildcat Scoop Podcast.